This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey everyone and a very, very, very good evening to you. And can we start off by giving you a very big Always Wolves Happy New Year. 2022 started so well if you're a Wolves fan. Yes, we were flying high. In February, it was all looking so rosy. We had a fantastic January. We were dreaming of even of Champions League. And then it all started to go wrong. And March, April, May, all the way through to November, the start of the World Cup has been hardly any joy, lots of pain as a Wolves fan. And saw Wolves, as you know, sitting bottom of the Premier League on Christmas Day, a feat that I think only three teams have survived in the Premier League, but the caveat, of course, that um, the World Cup has come early. And then we've come out of that. We had an absolutely joyous, an absolutely joyous Boxing Day over at Goodison Park. Didn't play great, really. Um, Played in passes, gave the ball away a lot, but showed character, showed fight, showed togetherness and showed the ability to get up to, uh, the pitch in the 95th minute to send the rapturous Wolves fans home on Boxing Day in very good spirits, feeling really positive, following up, obviously, on the uh, the Gillingham win. And then, of course, we had a, the big test yesterday against uh, Manchester United, um, a game where Wolves eventually lost to a Rashford 76-77th minute goal, falling to a 1-0 defeat, uh, meaning Man United have won on their last three visits to uh, Molyneux, something they've never done before. Um, but I'm sure that there was a, a lot of positives to take out of that. And what we're going to be talking to all the guys that are coming on uh, is about the game and how they're feeling about 2023 and the points that they want to make. So, let me welcome back my best, one of my best, bestest buddies. It's Jason. Me. How are you doing? Good, good, good. You, Dave? Fantastic. We've got Chris uh, from Wolf Life, big Wolves fan who power, they power this show. And then a debutant, a New Year debutant who's asked to come on. Uh, we've got Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Kev, Kev even. Hello, everyone. Sorry, Chris is on the other channel. I think I'm just like, Bleh. there you go. I'm still. I didn't what go to were bed you drinking last night, Dave? Well, <laughs> I, I didn't go to bed till about three. It was about three a.m. in the morning. We had, and we've got to kick off. <laughs> we're going to ask everyone how they celebrated because I know Jason was uh, <laughs> celebrating late into the night last night. But yeah, uh, uh, last year. And we decided to organise a 1920s Gatsby party. 
So, uh, and that would, we'd, I'd had a boater hat, we dressed up, and the producers were all dressed in the 20s gear and glam. Everyone was glam. And this year, we decided to go back to the 80s, and we did a 1980s theme. So I, um, I came, like, with the old, what do they call them? Braces and the trousers, skin trousers. I had a fez and madness on. Uh, the producer Emma, she had she had all the neon leggings and everything like that with all the hair. And Gandhi showed up. We had um, we had um, uh, we had Maverick from Top Gun there. Excellent. Elliot from ET turned up. We had Kevin Keegan in his full uh, Keegan nineteen eighty two or eighty six kit and stuff like that. It was brilliant. We had a, a really good night. Nineteen eighties. My mom and dad couldn't come because. Um, my mom struggles, but like we had the rest of the family and, and friends, and it was a really, really good night. Loads of fun, and we did an eighties quiz, Jason, because I know you're like the quiz master. But I put a quiz yeah. together, and I did an eighties quiz, um, and that was really good fun. And we got we 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 borrowed my friend's um, PlayStation, Hannah, and we bought some um, retro games. So we had Asteroids. Do you remember that Asteroids? Yeah. Yeah. Pac-Man, and we had Space Invaders. So it was proper 80s themed. And then uh, when everyone had gone, we were still hyper. So Emma decided to watch a, uh, watch another episode of Game of Thrones. So we didn't get to bed till like uh, half past two, three o'clock. Uh, but, oh you know, God. Jason, how did you um, party into the new year? Well, I, I burnt the candle at both ends. So I was in bed for half ten. Um, <laughs> obviously, listen, we, we've got obviously two kids under two and yeah. uh, they're just timing out. So obviously we got them to bed pretty early. We did go to our friends for some dinner, to be fair. Um, so Olivia fell asleep at their house. Jonas was up most of the night. Uh, they're normally in bed for six o'clock, you see. So we got back in about 10 o'clock, put the kids to bed and we were just like, I'm done. <laughs> so that was it. Welcome to a load of happy new year messages. And uh, we go again. Absolutely. And if you were, obviously, we've already got nearly 100 watching live in the chat already. So um, why don't you tell us in the chat, I'll put some of the best ones on there, um, how you saw in the new year. Did you do anything different? Where were you? That type of thing. Uh, Chris, welcome back. Uh, thank you again for Wolf Life uh, for supporting the channel and stuff like that. Just um, how did you see the new year, mate? Well, we had um, a girlfriend at a house party. So they take her friends take it in turns yeah. so that we had ooh, about 15 people, 15, 16 people, plus a few kids, so maybe around about 20 altogether uh, at Gainer's house. And uh, it was, yeah, it was a late one. I think no, people were leaving around about 2, but we were still up at 3 a.m., which when you, when you get to my age, it, it's not funny the next day. Uh, <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what, back in the day, and Jason probably and Kev will probably agree with this, I could go out when I was like probably in the, it was in the 80s, early 90s, and I used to go out on a Thursday night, get yeah. in about three o'clock. I'd go out on a Friday night, get in about three o'clock. I'd get in on a Saturday night, I'd go out on a Saturday night, get in about, and I could do it. Now, if I go out like that, I went to Pop World um, before Christmas with my friend, uh, catching up and went out to Christmas. We went to, to the bank, which is a new place. I had a live band and then we went into Pop World. Yeah. I got in about half two. I needed to lie in until nearly half two in the afternoon the next day to recover. God. Dave, I, I remember know, when I was going to IB two weeks and we're on it all day, all night. And now if I have a night out, I need two weeks to recover. I can, mate, <laughs> I can imagine when you went to IB, Sir Jason, that was uh, that was messy. Am I right? Messy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like I said, that was before kids and a missus. <laughs> Well, it's true. I'm going to come on to Kevin in a second. Abby Jarvis has meant message to say she was on Blackpool Seafront at midnight watching a laser show. That's fantastic, isn't it? Good yeah. girl. Well done. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. So in the comment section, we want to hear this. Kev, Kev, coming on to you, mate. So tell yeah. everyone about you, how long you've been supporting Wolves before we get on to the, your, your shenanigans last night. I've been supporting Wolves for 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, where, whereabouts in the world are you from? Blockridge. And uh, how old are you? 40. So how come it took you till 30 to start supporting <laughs> the walls? That's where I want to... Jason, Chris, that's the question you're, you're thinking, aren't you? you yeah. Are, what was it taking? Well, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't go mad. 
Yeah. I've been supporting Man United since I was 10 years old. Yeah. And I've yeah. Su supported Wolves because it's my own team. So you switched to the better, like, better like than never, Kev. Indeed. I know, yeah. I bet you we should have got back yesterday. <laughs> 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 I might start supporting Man United, actually, Dave. I'll get to 50. <laughs> Just swap teams. Yeah. So you switched allegiances then, Kev? Yeah, because I was brought up in Wolverhampton. So was like family member a United fan or something like that? And that's how you got to be Yeah, my, um, my dad was a my dad was a Wolves fan and I was a Man U fan. And I, like my nan and granddad used to buy me all me all the old tops and everything. And then when you were old enough to make your own mind up, you decided I'm going to support my team. Abby says Kev has seen the air of his waves. Carl Whitehouse, he's over there. Uh, Carl, uh, one of the members, as you can see from the uh, from the little logo on the screen, he he's over there uh, visiting his fiance for a month, and he was watching uh, Sydney Harbour watching the firework display with his fiance, who I proposed to whilst watching the display. The big question is, did she say yes? And are you, you moving to be together in Australia, or is she coming to live with you in England? We want to know. SN. Um, said, I watched Nottingham Forest match today. I'm afraid they played better than we did. Okay, well, did they win or lose? The draw one one true. So Everton got a draw and um, Forest got a draw. Okay, uh, but we got that win. So, Kev, how did you see in the new year then? Um, just stopped in with the missus while the baby's in bed and I played my Xbox and I'll drink. Well, I, I'm t I tend to be on the old tea. I will say... <laughs> Mrs. Wanderers, Emma, got me this lovely mug, uh, Mr. Wanderer. Apparently, I'm the number Well, she's the number one Wolves fan on her mug, but I'm the number one Wolves fan on this mug as well. It's it's kind of like a Mr. Men thing, so it's <laughs> getting tea in that anyway. So anyway, so look, 2022. Uh, Jason, I'm going to go to you first. Sum up 2022 as a Wolves fan, if you can, in a sentence. In, in, a, in, a, in one sentence. If you can. Well, just however in your... In, without in, full stops, in without commas, without... Listen, Dave, it, it has been a bit of a... Excuse the pun, a bit of a roller coaster, hasn't it? It's a bit of a cliche, really. Um, but at the start of the season, I think we did go into it with a bit of optimism. Um, I think after following on the last three years, where, you know, we got into Europe, we got to an FA Cup semi-final... We constant. We did think there was going to be that constant progression, and it does seem like we are. We, we we have gone backwards a little bit, which is quite upsetting, really. When you think where we could have been if we'd have kept on that trajectory. Um, so, listen. In dual and we trust. I'm sure that now we're going to get back on the climb again, but I do think we've regressed massively, and I think it's going to be a bigger, bigger climb than, than we first anticipated. Well, exactly, because we, we were at the bottom of the table. And I'm yeah. going to come on to 2023 and uh, and the reasons behind that. Chris, sum up 2022 as a Wolves fan from your perspective. Well, the, the roller coaster word, I mean, that, that, that says it all. I think, I think the, um, uh, I, I think we've got the right manager now. I think we, we were, we had a big downward trajectory, didn't we? From sort of, was it March, March onwards? We, we we were down and down and down and but I, I do think we we're going to be heading up again now it, and and you know J Jason's right it, it's going to be more difficult because you've got teams like Newcastle who've got a lot of money now as as you know more competition Villa have got are spending the money uh, sadly um, and I, I I think we are going to be on the way up though I think we'll be aiming for mid table and, and I think we'll get there. Absolutely, and that's great, Kev. And your thoughts uh, on twenty twenty two as a as a Wolves fan? Obviously, your tenth year as a Wolves fan, so interesting to see that. I think we're going to get up, be up before the season ends. When we start spending money on new players and new, because we've got the new manager since Bruno Lodge has left, we've been playing well. So you're a bit more positive for the for twenty twenty three. I mean, do, yeah. You know, I mean, how are you feeling about looking looking into? I mean, you've seen Julian Large, uh, Julian Large, Julian Lopetegui, 
Um, that we've had. Is he the new manager? <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the coaches. Bruno Lopetegui, Julian Large, yeah. Um, so, Kev, I mean, look, you've seen Gillingham, you've seen um, you've seen the Everton game, you've seen the United match. What is your your thoughts after seeing? Probably saw some of the pre-season stuff as well. What's your thoughts after that on Julian Lopetegui so far? Um, what, what are you seeing? He's played. He's been a good manager. He's playing the good, the, putting the best players out on the pitch first. And we need to sort our defence out at the minute now. We need a new defence. A completely new defence or just a couple um, of players? Just um, a couple of players because um, Collins is doing all good. He's like giving balls away. Like yesterday's game was giving balls away in the defence. Jason, what what are your thoughts on that about Collins? He, he had, he had a, to me, Collins had a very, very, very poor game against Everton. Yeah. And I thought we gave the ball away a lot against Everton, but I actually thought it was much improved yesterday. Um, we didn't. We still get the ball away at some points, which you're going to do. But like I, I thought, we were up until the up until the formation change. I thought we was very much in in control. I never never really felt that worried. Just to very quickly sum up, uh, Lopetegui's first three games in charge. Obviously, Gillingham's a difficult one. I don't think we was playing at full pelt. We still got the win. Took us through to the quarterfinal, but it's difficult to judge yourself against that opposition. Now, against Everton, there was two poor teams on show. And I don't... I mean, that was Collins' worst game for me in a Wolf shirt. Kev's quite yeah. right. He was giving the ball away. He looked sloppy. He looked, he looked, you know, like a, a lack of confidence. But for me, I think when we went to Burnley for a player, I think we got the wrong one in hindsight now. We should have gone for Tarkowski. Because yeah. with the greatest of respect to Nathan Collins... I believe he's a championship defender. I put a bit of a Marmite comment on Twitter and I put his miles off and I stand by it and I still think he is. Um, yesterday, I think we played a lot better, believe it or not, than in... I know we, we, we beat Everton, but I think we played a lot better yesterday. What's killing us at the moment is, yes, we do look sloppy in defence, um, but also it's back to the... I mean, we had 10 shots yesterday, three on target as opposed to Man United, six on target from their 16. So that's still the problem. Yes, we did look better going forward. We did create chances. We looked to be controlling the game from the start, which was very, very encouraging against the fourth-place Man United team. But once again, we looked too sloppy in defence. And yesterday, especially, I thought, listen, whoever scores first in that game is going to win it. Do you and, know what, you mate? Know, on, that, on that point that you just made there, it's, I actually I was sitting next to him, obviously, with my dad and uh, father-in-law. And I actually turned to sensational star, and I said after seventy minutes, whoever scores first here is gonna it's gonna be a one nil, yeah. one way or the other. And that's exactly what happened. Like what? And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Listen, we, we then, I mean, yeah, five minutes from the end, you know, we start pushing forward and piling in. You think, hang on, why haven't you been doing that for 90 minutes? Because I do believe if we'd have got a goal yesterday, I think we'd have gone on to win that. Yesterday probably changed the formation a bit. I think would, yeah. and, and shut up shop. Well, I don't want to get on Collins back. Um, he's not a scapegoat. I mean, I had a ridiculous comment aimed at me from two Irish people saying, oh, you're only getting on his back because he's Irish. What, is that on, on Twitter by any chance? Yeah, yeah, you're only getting on his back because he's Irish, um, picking on the Irish players and all that. Listen, I don't care what nationality, what colour, what creed, what religion, what sexuality is. It, it's not important. It's, you know, 
it, for me, he's, he's miles off and he's the weak link. I don't want to dwell too much on the Conor Cody situation, but I think he'd look a better player playing with a more experienced defender alongside him. We've got to remember that him and Max Kilman are very, very young lads. Max Kilman yeah. doesn't look the player he was, um, uh, unlike when Cody was you know, alongside him. But listen, it doesn't look like Cody's coming back unless Everton get relegated and we stay up. Then there might be a glimmer of hope. But listen, Dave, for me, Nathan Collins, he's a bit of a weak link. Um, and I think we do need to, to, like I said, the spine of the team's important. Centre midfield, the Matinho is not going to go on forever. Goal scorer, I hope this Cunha comes out the blocks running because if not, we're in trouble. We've spent a lot of money on him. He's going to be under more pressure than Fabio Silva. And then obviously centre half for me because Collins ain't cutting it. That's a good point. Uh, Chris, uh, you want to come in on that? What, uh, it, uh, again, yeah. on the Collins, the defence situation and um, the points that Jason's made there. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I think Collins look Collins and Kilman look better with a, a strong leader next to them. Um and whether we're gonna need to go and get a centre half who's a good communicator, which we know we know everybody knows Cody's a brilliant communicator. And he, you know, does he make the blokes next to him look better by by telling him where to go and what to do and, and maybe somebody like Collins, Kilman, they're young lad, youngish lads. Uh, that they, they do need a bit of direction. Everybody does. I mean, the mm-hmm. centre halves you can be 30, 31, 32 and still be a top class centre half. It's not like centre midfield where you have to be young because you have to run so much. You know, you need experience there, don't you? Um, and I yeah. do think we lack. I mean, a bit the of other thing is you have to take into account with the with the centre. I mean, Collins. I mean, I think Collins personally, Jason. I think he's a he's a very very good centre half. I think he's very talented. I think he's a ball playing. A centre half. I think he's got all the attributes to be a real, real top centre half. Yeah. But uh, and I think uh, Kilman's the same. But with centre halves generally, they don't tend to really start to hit their peak until they get to about twenty six. No, but, but Dave, I had this argument with someone on Twitter yesterday. Give him time. He's young. We're, we're bottom of the league. We no, I, no, I, I agree. I'm not, I'm, not having a, I'm not having a go at you, Dave. I'm just saying. I'm sure he's going to be great in two or three years' time. Brilliant. But he's come from a relegated side, Burnley. Put that to one side. We're now in a relegation battle ourselves. Um, I just think that we do, uh, you know, I'll agree with Chris, we do need someone with experience. Um, we haven't got time to wait. We haven't got time to bed plays in. We haven't got time to gel. We, we just haven't. And, and while we're in this position, we need wins. And the only way we're going to win games is by scoring goals and defending better. We're not defending greatly and we're certainly not scoring any goals. Kev, come in on that. It's like when Totti Gomez come on yesterday as well, it, the game changed because he was getting stuck in. More than Collins yesterday, when they come on, Totti come on, he was getting more stuck in and Collins just standing there doing nothing. Yeah, you see, my, my thoughts on that, the four, I thought the formation changed. It did work for us at Everton, but I thought it didn't yesterday. I thought when we went to a back five, the goal came just after we changed to a back five. I, you know, and I... For about five or ten minutes, we just didn't feel comfortable. And uh, Totti Gomez, I don't think it made... Yesterday, it made us more secure. I thought it made us weaker at the back yesterday because, obviously, they got the goal just after. The goal was literally, from Rashford, created that goal with a 1-2 and just drove into the box. And we had three... I think... Was it Johnny who gave the ball away or saw that threw it out for a throw-in just before, we again, us giving the ball back yeah. to us? Yeah, and then they got, I, hey. I was just going to say, without getting on Johnny's back, oh my God. Mate, you need to get, I mean, mm. we're not wanting to get on Johnny's back. He's been a great servant, but I said it yeah. myself yesterday. Well, mate, I if he was an horse, Dave, you'd shoot him. Yeah, Norris, you'd shoot him, wouldn't you? I mean, look, to me, <laughs> to me, he looks like he's, he's gone. He looks like he's done. And we can't carry players. We, 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 yeah. we, we just can't carry these players in our team. We can't yeah. look at, uh, you know, uh, developing younger players, players without experience. We can't look look at playing players who don't want to be there. Honestly, for me, I said Collins is miles off. Flipping Johnny's done. And he looks it, the way he saunters around the pitch. Like I said, whether it's confidence, whether, he, you know, he's getting on as well. He, he, ain't, no. used to, he, he ain't like he used to be ages ago no. when he first joined the club. He used Absolutely. to score and be on the ball all the time and pass all the time. Absolutely. It might be a confidence thing, but for me, it's, 
I don't know. He, he just doesn't look like he wants to be there. Yeah, he hasn't played for a while. He looks off the pace. Um, he hasn't looked the, the same player, a bit like Raul hasn't looked the same player for a, you know since the, since yeah. both of them have had their injuries. And um, for me, we've got. I mean, I'm looking at obviously we're, we're, we're anticipating players coming in. We've already had Kuna come in, and we're going to talk about Kuna and Villa in a bit because um, he is now obviously an option from today. He's a full Wolves player and can train with the team rather than train on his own. But for me, I agree, we need to bring in an experienced defender uh, to, to help the young lads take the pressure off, whether that's playing in a back two um, or a back three or, or just, you know, taking one out the firing line or what. I still, I think on the left-hand side with Hugo Bueno and uh, Ait Nori, I think that left-hand side position looks okay in terms of the defence oh. and the, uh, the full-backs. But it yes, is... The worry for me is Semedo's always got a mistake in him. We saw yesterday, Saw got him out of goal, got him out, yeah. got him out of trouble. He picked up a booking. I think he got substituted because he was on a yellow against Rashford. And then the only other option we've got is Johnny Otto, who's not at the pace. And that's a very big weak link. And for me, we've got to bring in a, right, um, a right-sided fullback, uh, like a Wan-Bissaka type of person who played... Um, for United yesterday, who we've been linked with, and he's played the last two games. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think that is a real priority position? Oh, for yes, Dave. I've got it. Right. For all of you, I think it's a sign that they want to get rid of him. That's why they played him yesterday because well, I know Wolves are yeah. getting into him, but I think it's a sign when you've been playing him more often now because they don't want to get rid of him. Mamba Saka. Yeah. I mean, you got to, you, you're right. It is a weak link, isn't it? I mean, uh, the problem you've got is, do you want to spend quite a bit of money on on a right, right Because Manu are, Man are yeah. selling for cheap. No, yeah, and, and they, he's going to be on good money as well, isn't he? Yeah, be honest. Do you want to spend thirty million on a centre half or a centre uh, on a sorry right back or a centre half? Totally right. Be half. Totally you right. don't know where there's an England international centre half, do you, David? Communicates well. Um, I think he's gone over to some blue side of um, of Liverpool. Now, I, yeah. I mean, I think I think Foson are ready to spend the money. I think I mean, I think I think that that they're, they're going to spend. I think we they're going to do whatever it takes to. We need to spend the money on players, but like last transfer window, we didn't spend nothing. I don't know, and I think Jeff Shea and and all of, and Scott's gone and Scott Sellers has gone and obviously got the new brew and I think they've kind of like gone we got that wrong and yeah. obviously conversations have gone and it's going to cost them a lot more money if we go down at the end of the day we've got saleable assets that we can sell in the transfer window I'm still not convinced that that, that players like Johnny Otto might not go out in this window I can see the likes of Raul could go in mm. this window as well I'm not That's sure good. that. Raul's a priority for Julian Lopetegui. Um, I think another striker, definitely. Kuna, he comes in um, from Atletico. He's been a bit of a journeyman. He's only 23 as a Brazilian. He was partying, um, having a New Year's Eve party, uh, I think, with Costa I saw on the Instagram on his, uh, and stuff like that. So they're quite close. Uh, but Kuna, as a lot of people have said, he, doesn't, he hasn't scored. He's not a prolific scorer, but for some... But Lopetegui really believes in him, and obviously there's a lot of there was a lot of clubs, including Villa, Leeds. I think who else was looking at him? Emma, uh, Kuna. There's lots of clubs in for him, and he's gone to Wolves. Uh, obviously, it's with an obligation to buy for forty three million. But I watched a lot of some obviously some some of his goals, and a lot of his goals tend to come. Uh, inside the box, close to the six-yard box, is a poacher. Yeah. He doesn't seem to score like worldies. He just gets on the end of things and puts them away. And if you look um, at the amount of crosses we put across the box yesterday, yeah. uh, when Traore came in, he put three or four crosses and there was no one there. Nobody there. Um, yeah. And again, it, Bueno put some crosses across in the first half and there was no one there to finish it off. Costa got in... Um, at one point, he did he did absolutely everything right. We, all the movement was right. He cut inside. He created the shooting opportunity. And then he turned into a powder puff girl. 
and the shot just trickled into the keeper. Because yeah, because they're not attacking, they keep passing back to back and forth yeah, to Costa the keeper. Got, Costa, do you know that Costa got into a shooting position and he's a lethal finisher? And every time he seems to get, he just seems to fluff his lines and. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think Dave's confidence, Costa, isn't it? I think, think, yeah, he, I think he's trying too hard as well. Listen, yeah, I agree. He's, he's 34, 35, wherever old he's, he's lost his pace. Yeah, the 28 year old uh, player that we was all hoping for. Um, and, and listen, you do. You know, if we signed Alan Shearer now, we'd expect him to bang 30 goals in. We've got to be realistic with Costa. He's a yard off the pace. And I just think he's trying too hard. He wants to score. Look, we all want him to score, but we're not in a position. You know, for any sentiment and romance in all this, by the way, you know, and, and getting wanting the 35 year old to score a goal. We've got a this Cunha, he's, he's going to be, like I said, he's going to be under pressure. He's got a fantastic goal scoring record for the under 21s of Brazil. You've probably seen it. But since then, he hasn't really set the goal scoring chart to light. He's a high pressing yeah. player. I know that's been publicised about him. Um, but he's going to be banged under pressure straight away. I was lucky, Dave. I think I told you I went over to watch Wolves train in Spain. And I did, did get into one of the I did get into one of the training sessions. Wolves did say don't put anything on social media, but then they put it on social media and I was on there, so I can say it now. And my mate went out into Portobanus and Raul was walking around. I think he'd just gone for a coffee with Johnny. And my mate just directly asked him, Are you gonna stay around? He shrugged his shoulders. Now, to me, if he was definitely staying hundred percent and committed to the club, he would have said yes, I'm staying. Yeah. So the chances yeah, are right. he's gonna be gone. Um, once again, he's been a great servant to Wolves, but listen, there's nothing in between him and Costa at the minute, by the way. You know, they're both pretty sluggish when they're on, you know, on the field. In my Do you think opinion. that's why he took Costa off at half-time yesterday? Because he wanted more pace, which is why Wang stayed on. The... Absolutely, absolutely. And he could yeah. think Costa really wasn't a threat and the Man United defenders were reading his game pretty easily. He wasn't causing them anything. That's why they had Luke Shaw at centre-half. You yeah, know, they knew he wasn't... Then knew he hasn't. He, he, listen, he was never the quickest player anyway, and he's yeah. certainly not going to be, you know, five or six years on from his prime. Um, but to me, one player that did stick out for me was Nunes. Oh, I think now he's playing. Oh. In. Yeah, totally right. Yeah, but, but listen, Dave, the one thing, right? I gave we him my man of the match. We mentioned the dreaded R word, relegation. I hope people understand the massive implications on and off the field if we get relegated. I mean. There's only one player who'd probably stop two players, Collins and Kilman. The rest, they would be like rats on a ship. So, look, we can't afford to get down in any way, shape or form. If Nunes is going to put himself in the shop window and he's a saleable asset, whether we stay up or not, um, this is the way he glides past players yesterday with that confidence. We're not normally seeing that from our midfield. Certainly, um, Neves isn't that type of player. Neves is always going to pass, as is Matinho. They're not one to beat players. But Nunes does give us that added dimension. He, he, he seems to create space for himself, doesn't he? Yes. He seems to turn yeah. himself into space. And then he, he does, yeah. he, I love the way he runs forward with the ball and he yes. draws yeah. players too. And that creates the space. For others, he does. Yeah. He does. And yeah. That could be good if we've got Cunha up top because if he's creating space and Cunha's finding the, 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 the position as well and that, you know, the link up play works, well, then we could see some goals. And I think that's what we've got to rely on. Because getting crosses into the box at the minute with who we've got up top, it's it's not really working. Don't forget, yeah. Ryan Aitnor is one of our top scorers at the minute, isn't he? I mean, you know... And Pedence. Aitnor yeah. and Pedence, isn't it? Listen, it's all right, Bueno, getting balls into the box as he does. And I'm not going to criticise him because I think he's been unbelievable. But there's no one on the end of these crosses. We need yeah. young players in the squad who, who can score. Hopefully, Kuhn is going to come in and... Get on the end of things, isn't it? That's what we want. Somebody in the comments said we need a poacher, and you know, if he can be that poacher, you know, that's that's we want him to be, come in and score about 10 goals. Um, yeah, we need him to get on the end of things, not be the end of things. Well, yeah. no, I mean, I mean, because like, as I say, like, regardless of what happens, we've got to spend 43 million on him, and that's whether we're in the championship or not. And you're right, if um, if wolves do go down, it's not just about. Uh, it's the infrastructure, it's other people, you know, they'll have to cut their cloth down um, in other departments. We're going to be having Ask Wolves videos, Dave. We're going to have all these sales in the club shop. We're not going to be building any new stands and we're certainly exactly. not going to be buying any new players. <laughs> and, well, exactly. And like, but I, th I think, like you say, the one, one of the attributes that Kuna brings, Matthias Kuna, is he is someone that presses and Lopetegui is wanting that type of player 
um, someone that when they go, the whole team goes, and he, yep. he can play that way. And the one thing that I've been really positive about with Matthias Kuna is, see, I mean, seeing how he is when he's come to work uh, to Wolves, he seems really positive. He seems really up for it. Um, the game against Everton, he didn't go to that game, but he was watching it. He put on his Instagram a picture of uh, the Wolves and the uh, the TV that he was watching it and great start. Can't wait to get on the pitch. I yep. know that he's been training on his own at Wolves. I also know that the day that he signed it was Wolves players, um, sort of Christmas do. They took their families over to the, I think it was a West Berlin Safari Park with all the kids and stuff yep. like that. And him, his partner and his kids went. So he got to integrate and meet the players, the families of the players as well there. So he seems really, really, really positive. And the Atletico fans seem to like him as well, even though he wasn't prolific. But he never really was a main starter for them. I think one of the things we have got to be mindful of is the position that we're in. You know, the the sort of players and the type of players we can and want to attract. And I think yeah. there'll be probably more business done in the loan market because which player is going to want to sign a four-year deal with a side that could potentially be relegated? Now, I don't yeah. think we're going to get relegated, I'll be honest. But, look, Dave, the results went against us when we played Everton. So, it pulled us, you know, off the bottom. But we're still in and around it. And yeah. if teams around us start getting points as well, and we're not getting points, that's when we're in trouble. That's when the gap, that's when the confidence completely goes so, well, look, I don't, want to be doom and gloom. I don't want to be all doom and gloom, by the way, but we've got a good run coming in. We've got Villa away. I guess we've got the cup games then. West Ham at home, City away, Liverpool at home. So there's going to be four tough games, but then we've got Southampton away, Bournemouth at home and Fulham away. So, we've got four four difficult games. Then we've got three games where we could pick up some points. So, my thought process is, if we can pick up between four and six points in the first four games... Well, then that could give us half a chance for the three games after going into them with confidence. But listen, there's no easy games in the Premier League, is there? Well, no, and the game's coming uh, coming thick and fast. Uh, we're going to talk about those games coming up in a minute. But let's go to Chris first. Chris, I want your um, man of the match, your performance rating and your highlight of the day for yesterday. Um, so, man of the match, I'm going to say Saw, because he, he kept us in it. Uh, my opinion, I know he did his job and he's paid to make saves. But I thought that's that save off uh, it, uh, Garnacho. That was a fantastic save, um, and Nunes Nunes was fantastic as well. Um, I'd say uh, rating out of ten to seven and a half. So yep. I think we could. Uh, that would have been an eight if 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 we'd have just created a few more clear cut chances. Because I think we played really well. We were really organised. Um, much better performance than than Everton, uh, and against another team, we we could have won. You know, I think Rashford. You know, Rashford was the difference, wasn't it? Let's be honest. And Man United are a top top, top six team. Um, and um, highlight of the day, I've already said it was it was our save. That was a fa- fantastic save. Which one? The the first one against Ganacho. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah, Kick I mean the the other one was more of a scramble, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but it was a bit all over the place. But that that was a brilliant. I mean, he didn't hit him. He put his hand out and he saved it, and that was. That's, that's fantastic. He's good reaction. He's got good reactions uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Kev, same to you. Highlight of the day, man of the match performance rating. Nunes. And Nunes, yeah. Yeah. And um, seven point eight. A 7.8. A 7.8. That's very precise. No, that's extravagant. And your played, highlight of the we day? Played, we played well in the first half. It was all over Man United in the first half. And your highlight of the day? Um the same. Oh, agree with Chris when Sars out a goal. Okay, Jason, over to you. I'll say seven out of ten. Um, listen, was playing. You know, Man United are a, a decent side. They're clearly not the Man United of old. Um, for me, man of the match, Mateus Nunes, because I just thought he played um, more to the the capability that, that that we know he can play and how he was promised he would play. And I do think he's going to be a real, real. Big player this season for us. So Nunes is my man of the match. And highlight of the day was seeing Lopetegui on the line. And, you know, obviously it was his first Premier League game at Molyneux. But the way he was um, geeing the players on, you know, he just seems more vocal than Large. We've heard some horror stories about Large. He was only training extra times of 
you know, X amount of times a week. He'd stopped all the lunches and they wasn't having lunch together. He was flying back to and from Portugal. And I think under Lopetegui, they're going to be so much more professional and he's going to give us so much more of a chance uh, getting out of this mess that we're in. So seeing him on the line, geeing up the players, uh, was a real bonus for me. That was my highlight of the day. Uh, no, absolutely. Right, I agree. And just looking at the uh, the run of fixtures, like you say, uh, coming up in January, Villa away on Wednesday. We'll come on to that in a bit. Then we've got two cup games. We've got uh, Liverpool away in the cup, Forest away in the quarterfinal um, of the Carabao. And then we've got West Ham at home. And West Ham have lost five in a row. Uh, yeah. all, you know, they're looking in, in trouble. And then we're away to City before we then have Liverpool at home in the, like you say, uh, the 4th of February. And then we've got games against, as you say, Jason, Southampton, Bournemouth and Fulham, um, who are doing very, very well. But it's an away game against at Fulham. I think they beat Southampton yesterday. But you look at South- Southampton, Bournemouth, West Ham. Um, I mean, you know, they're all teams that are going to be in or around, surely. Uh, the relegation zone. Uh, how are you feeling, um, Jason? I don't know if you're going on uh, to Villa Park on uh, on Wednesday. How are you feeling about that game? Well, Villa are in form, aren't they? And I think they made a fantastic shrewd appointment in Unai Emery. Um, and they do look in form. They do look very organised. And, you know, it's a derby, so it could go either way. Listen, if it would be anything like the last game at Villa Park, then obviously we'd love that. But I think it's going to be a tough test. I'm not really expecting... I don't know. I think we, we every game's a must-win it is. And people are saying, no, they're not. They are every game is a must-win when you're in the bottom three, when you're in the bottom half. But I think we'd also, in a derby, we, we would settle for a draw realistically because Villa are banging form and we don't want to get there and lose. No, we don't. Chris, your thoughts okay. on that one? I completely agree with Jason. I think it, it'd be fantastic to get three points as, from morale as much as anything else, but we can't be expecting that away. Um, Villa are playing well. I mean, they, they played well against Liverpool. Uh, the, that that result against Liverpool was unjustified, really. It was just, you know, they took the chances and Villa didn't. But I do, I do think a point there would be a decent point. And what you said about Fulham, Dave, you know, away at Fulham, that ain't a good game. Um, they, that's going to be a toughie as well. So we need to be picking up the points where we can. And if it's one point against Villa, I'll take that. And then hopefully get some points against, you know, Bournemouth and the teams around us. And Kev? Yeah, I'll agree with Jason and all. We're the same with the performance and everything. Like we did when we played them last time, when we were 2 0 down, we come back 3 2. That'll be yeah. a good performance like we did against them last time. Yeah, I think the fact that they beat Tottenham as well today. I mean, they are they are, and they yeah. played well against the thing. I think ugh, the pressure's on them at a home game against Wolves. They'll be stinging from what happened last year. Um, I think. Um, do you think Kuna will start? I hope so. I think he will. I think Dave, he will. Yeah. Whereabouts do you think he'll play? I think you'll be starting. If our strikers Dan's got scoring. If he's worth forty odd million quid, he can start Sunday. Uh, sorry, yeah. Wednesday when he starts Wednesday. every game for me. Where do you think he starts? Do you think he plays um, more more as that number ten role rather than he's not really a number nine, is he? Dave, I'll be honest with you. I don't know enough about him. I can't. You know, I'm not going to come in here and say. But listen, he needs. Well, wait, listen, wherever his best position is. You know, he's going to know better than anyone, obviously. Lopetegui's Lopetegui's clearly got a lot of faith in him. But, yeah, he, he, listen, playing wherever he wants to play because we need goals. So, you reckon he'll be on the... He'll start? I do, yeah. I don't think Costa will start. Um, Costa's had a lot of chances now. You know... He, well, no, you know we're all wanting to score, don't we? We but... do, we do. And, listen, it would be great if you come on against Villa and got the winner. You know, all is forgiven. We forget about the other, you know... Forget about the, the seven or so matches he's had. Because he hasn't really set the world on fire, let's be honest. Um, yeah. But he's coming, he's coming into a team, low on confidence, in the bottom three. So, what are we really expecting from him? So, listen, Cunha, get him started. Because he needs to play as many minutes as possible. Get this experience under his belt. Yeah, no. Well, I think if we can... We, we, need, to come, we need to come away from Villa Park with something. 
Yeah. Um, we don't want to. You don't. You don't want to start another run of defeats. At, at a point, the start a point at the end of the day. Dave, we get a point. Yeah. Genius. My bet. You might go in a minute, Dave. Very unprofessional, but I'm only on one percent. If I disappear, I'm not being rude. Okay, getting that in. Okay, let's just uh, final thoughts um, before we get on to the uh, spin the wheel anyway, because we're nearly finished. Um, where uh, where are you thinking Wolves will eventually finish, Jason? Seventeenth. So one <laughs> above the relegation zone. If we're lucky. I'll take that. I'd take that. I, I, I genuinely think 16th, 17th. Uh, any any order would be a bonus, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. And Kev? I was going to say 15th. See, so I still think they're going to finish as high as 14th or 13th. I've got real confidence that that's going to happen. I, I thought you was on a dry January. I am. <laughs> I am, mate. I'm, but it's all, <laughs> dry January for me, it's just it's decaf tea rather than full, full fat tea. Right, let's go on to the wheel in that finish off. Um, because we've got to finish off with a spin the wheel, because that's just uh, how we roll. And I know you're, you're short on uh, battery there, Jason, so let's get stuck into this. We had a good one the other night, so here's going to go. Spin the wheel. Ah, right. What is the worst and best song ever? We're going to go with Kev. Worst oh, and best song ever. Yeah. What well, uh, the wolves? The best and the best and worst song. It could be a wolves chant if you want, um, but it's just uh, general. The best song is oh god, Eminem song. Yeah. Season your and yeah. um. Oh god, John Matinho song and all. Yeah. And the go worst on, song. Oh, go on. He's going for the worst song now. Oh, go on, go on. Worst song. Go on. And worst song is... Um... I don't know. Oh, just... Just carry on with Jason. I don't know. Worst song. Right okay. now, worst songs at the Wolves ground. <laughs> it, well, yeah. It's for me, it's Wolves songs or any song. Well, the worst song for me is The Lord's My Shepherd because it's the stripy song down the road. Yeah. So, that's the worst <laughs> one for me. And the best one is The Liquidate because that's, that's our song and not theirs. Yeah. Chris... Well, I was going to say Stevie Bull's Stevie Bull's song because I just loved used to love singing that to the Albion fans, and um, anything the Albion sings crap. Let's be honest, isn't it? So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, no, absolutely. Dave, what's your best and worst song then? Because you're a bit um, of a music fan, aren't you? I do like a music fan. I do like I do like a bit of madness. I do. I'd love Wolves to come out with a a, a madness song. That'd be cool. For a wolf's chant, that would well, be. If you go uh, over tonight, you're going to be singing "My Girl's Mad at Me." Well, this, oh, do you know what? It's funny enough because the producer's <laughs> favourite madness song is actually "My Girl's Mad at Me." It's living with you, Dave. That's what it is. Now, I would love, <laughs> I would love them to come out with a chant which would be to "Night Boat in Cairo." Just need to put some work to it, Dave. Yeah, yeah. you know, we're going down the window. Well, I'd have to think of some work. <laughs> Jason, Excellent. Jason. There's your own work, Dave. Jason, but when we do the next in-person podcast, which I need to talk if you, I yeah. need to talk to you about, actually, because we need to do it in the next, probably um, after the run of um, fixtures that we've got, possibly a Monday night. Uh, and obviously, we need to talk uh, about your thing project that we're looking at doing on the channel yeah. as well. But um, I think we need to think of some uh, a proper new chant, maybe to talk at night about to Kyra and we'll debut it. We'll debut it. All right. On, uh, on the next live Thinking of some words. Yeah, night about to Kyra. That would be amazing. Anyway, guys, listen. Um, thanks for joining us in the chat today. Nice and punchy because uh, we did one the other day. Kev, thanks for your debut. Thank Chris, you. Do you want to just tell people a little bit about Wolf Life quickly? And yeah. the link is in the description below before we yeah. go, and then we just finish Link's the down there. We're a local company based in Bilston. We can help all of you out with any financial needs. It would be life insurance or mortgages or even pensions or any protection uh, that you might want. And even if you any guys have got businesses, their own businesses, we can help help them with their, their insurance as well. So we're, we're here for you. It'll be almost certainly be me that gets in touch with you. So, uh, yeah, just, just leave us your details. Phone number in particular is what we need. 
and we'll yeah, we, we can have a chat about what you like. It's in the link below. So they're a local Bilson company. They've been established a very, very, very long time. And yeah. they can help either individually or if you're in a business or anything like that with your insurance or you do all sorts of other financial services as well, don't you? you do. And you can you do everything. Be in the, comp- the link's in the description below. And Chris is the chap that you'll talk to. Uh, Jason, and um, listen, mate, um, I just want to say... Um, Thanks for coming on tonight, giving up your time again. I appreciate it, mate. And I'm looking forward to uh, supporting you with your charity events this year as well. Thank you for asking me, Dave. Much appreciated. I love coming on. I love, you know, working with the other guys. Kev made some brilliant points tonight on his debut. So well done, Kev. Chris is as good as ever. So, yeah, it was great working with uh, some some people who know the stuff. Cheers, guys. So there, there you have it, guys. It's a, it's the first of January. It's a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a new day, and we're feeling <laughs> positive. And wolves are. We all believe that wolves are going to get it done, and the uh, the future twenty twenty three is going to be better. But it's all about staying in the Premier League this this year. All about okay. staying up. Maybe getting to a cup final. Who knows? Um, with the League Cup, it's a big opportunity. And then if we can get to the summer. Re- and then we can have a really strong end to 2023 and we won't be having to have these podcasts this time next year worrying about relegation. Let's hope we're going to stay up, but keep the faith. Right, Remember, man. it's always darkest uh, before the dawn. The dawn, There is a new dawn with Lopetegui and um, out of darkness is come as light is the motto and there will be hopefully a lot more light and joy this year. So from all of us here, mm-hmm. everyone in the chat, uh, to you and your families, wherever you are in the world, Here's to a happy, prosperous and joyful 2023 Wolves staying in the Premier League and getting to a Wembley Cup final. Let's do it. Always Wolves, guys. Always Wolves. Always Take Wolves. Care. Take care. Brilliant, Dave. Jace, well done, Dave. I'm looking That's at... Um, um... It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.